Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So we have a Vancouver man who's planning to open the city's first crack heroin fentanyl commercial outlet. Although the sale of such drugs remain a criminal offense. Now, on the 31st of this month, British Columbia will decriminalize personal use quantities of heroin, fentanyl, meth, cocaine, and MDMA. Possession of less than 2.5 grams of those drugs will no longer be considered illegal. My understanding is 2.5 grams of fentanyl may kill you. Um, Tristan Hopper wrote in the National Post, known as the drugs store, it would be a retail location selling hard drugs in quantities of 2.5 grams per customer. Staff would wear bulletproof vests and face masks, not for COVID safety, but to shroud their identities. The drugstore, quote, will provide customers with reliable access to safe tested drugs, harm reduction supplies, such as unused sterile needles, pipes, etc., and educational information, end quote, reads a business plan provided to a reporter for Vice News. Uh, Tristan Hopper continues, not included in the report was where the business inventory would come from. While Vancouver recently became home to clinics that will prescribe medical-grade opioids to drug users, there was no mention of a similar arrangement for the drugstore. It is all the brainchild of Jerry Martin, a self-proclaimed king of compassion who recently stood trial on charges related to the alleged operation of an illegal cannabis dispensary in Whitewood, Saskatchewan. Martin's dispensary, Martin Medical Services, was raided by the RCMP in 2016, just two years before Canada legalized retail sales of recreational cannabis. Dr. Brian Conway is the medical director and infectious diseases specialist at the Vancouver Infectious Diseases Center. Dr. Conway joins us. Um, Dr. Conway, good to have you with us. I, I don't know where to start with this, so why don't I just turn it over to you? Well, Roy, it's a pleasure to be with you, and I think a good place to start is to remind us all that, very unfortunately, Jerry's brother recently died of a drug overdose. So uh, condolences to Jerry and his family. Yes. And this is more than any soul uh, should bear. And I think it just adds to, to the complexity of the issue that you and I are discussing. Well, let's talk about the complexity of the issue. January 31st, the rules change concerning uh, the personal possession of MDMA, cocaine, meth, fentanyl, and heroin in, 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 in quantities of less than or 2.5 grams or less. What does that speak to, to you? How do you feel about that professionally and personally? Well, de facto in Vancouver, we've already had this uh, decriminalization in place. So it kind of institutionalizes it uh, and it spreads it to the rest of the province. It is a new measure, to be sure, and it certainly can't be perceived as the solution. It's uh, something, not nothing, but it needs to be applied in a broader context that aims to help the, these individuals who are, who are seeking and possessing these drugs and whose needs are, are manifold and must all be addressed in some coherent way if we're going to get through this crisis. It isn't the solution. It's not a pathway to first step to legalization. It's something that, uh, to be successful, is definitely going to require a lot of context, a lot of compassion, a lot of other services to, to make any difference at all. So as I, and I do extend my condolences to the gentleman um, we talked about who wants to open this, the outlet, but as I look at the, the process that's underway in British Columbia, and I've looked at it in some detail, I just come back, Dr. Conway, to the thought, 
this hasn't been thought out all the way through. This is, uh, we're halfway there or third of the way there. Um, so if, if I could ask you, I, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but if, if what I'm saying has some merit, what's the best for people addicted to drugs and living under difficult circumstances and situations um, to be able to access? What was the, what's the best approach? Well, Roy, I, I agree with uh, with your uh, first statement, and I think even a third of the way there is being uh, is being generous. These are individuals. Uh, I've been working in this neighborhood since 1998. These are individuals that have medical problems, social problems, financial problems, psychological problems, addiction problems, and to think that by on a particular day making sure that they don't die from the drugs that they are proposing to use is going to solve the problem is is naive at best. I think what they need is engagement, and that really is what I have learned over two decades of this. They need to be listened to. Their needs needs need to be identified. We need to house them properly. We need to make sure that they get all of the legal funding from the government that they are entitled to so things can, can make a difference. Their medical needs need to be met. They need to be seen by psychiatrists. Many of them have mental health issues. Half of them have significant untreated mental health issues that prevent them from being able to deal with the addiction properly. And, of course, we need to make sure that uh, we aren't uh, providing them with drugs that have a high likelihood of potentially killing them on a given day. Yeah, two point, all of that together. Tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but doesn't, uh, it just seems to me that 2.5 uh, grams, is it milligrams? What, what's, what's the number no, again? It's 2.5 grams. 2.5 grams. 2.5 uh, grams of fentanyl will kill you, won't it? So this is 25 doses, 25 points. Yeah. Many people, if they took it all at once, it would kill them. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.